welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoking Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Boom. Did you grab a beer? Did I grab a, a beer? I grabbed eight beers. <laughs> Did you put your feet up? Do what? Did you put your feet up, I said. Well, thanks to my high blood pressure, it always feels like my feet are up. Oh, the blood's well, just funny. rushing to my head all the time. I thought that was because your ankles were always swollen. Thanks to your myo- the gout. Uh Have you ever had gout? No, I've never had gout. I've never had gout either, but my dad does occasionally suffer from gout, and it seems like it's pretty fucking awful. Yes, my dad does too. And I agree from what I heard. It sounds... Fucking terrible. In the gout, sorry about that. I had to walk away from the the mic for a second. Uh, the gout must be pretty bad because my, according to my dad, like even the pain. Well, I don't know if you would call it the pain, but the feeling of a sheet on his big toe makes him cry out in pain. Wow, and it does affect the big toe for some reason. Isn't it because of like too much iron in the blood? Because you get it from eating too much liver. I know, for one, but obviously there's other ways, I guess. It's actually not too much iron in the blood. It's too much uh, uric acid, I think. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. From eating uh, too many. My dad gets it, like, if he eats a lot of, like, uh, what, uh, bratwurst and shit like that. Like, shit that's terrible for you anyways. It's like your body crying out, I think. Life's a give and take, man. I think if you enjoy some bratwurst, you kind of have to give up the gout every now and then and be like, okay, I know I'm going to get gout, but I know, and you know, fucking awesome. Unfortunately, my dad does probably more often than he should and then bitches about it for like two weeks when he's got the gout. Well, that's what I do when I drink too much. I bitch about the hangover like it's not my fault. Right, well, it's and not. I, I drink it off. It's the impurities of the beverage that are giving you the hangover. So don't ever blame the the alcohol itself. It's basically the dirty water that makes you hungover. I, I blame the people in my life that drive me to drink. That's what I prefer to do. You know what? You're right about that. I can totally relate to that. Because if you didn't want to drink yourself into a coma every night, you would never be hungover. If I lived on a desert island that had clean water and food, I, I don't think I would be compelled to drink. I, I would live the happiest life I could possibly live. There's only one way to find out. Of course, a lot of times I drink to give people, other people an edge because I feel like I'm like so much more intelligent <laughs> than most people. I've decided that I just drink because I'm like, you know what? It's unfair. It's just unfair. I must retard myself somewhat to give other people a chance. Every time I go into a business meeting, I get loaded just so I don't accidentally take the CEO's job. Speaking of that, you know what I saw today, Rufus, and it kind of upsets me? Because remember, last Uh-oh. week we were talking about uh, how everybody is taking our ideas and turning them into something except for us. That uh, Now they have an app for your phone where you take a picture of your lottery ticket and it tells you if you were a winner or not. Yeah. And I know that two years yeah. ago we had discussed this, this very app. You know, it's it's funny. I was uh, jogging the other day and listening to an old episode, and 
we came up with many ideas during that episode, but one of them you came up with. I don't remember what it is now. And you said, people need to have this. Somebody really needs to invent this. And I said, well, it, it will be invented in like a month now that we've mentioned it on the show. And then sure enough, it was. I don't remember what it was. It might have been this app. I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, that's, that's par for the course. You know, we're the think tank that gets no thanks. You think if we went on Shark Tank and just offered up our intellectual services, they would be like, I'm in? You know, I'd only want to be, I only want to be partners with two people on Shark Tank. Actually, three. Lori, the lady who does the Home Shopping Network. Yes. Mark Cuban. And yes. uh, Barbara Cochran, I think is her name. Because the other two people, like Damon Dash, I don't even, he's like a has-been. Right, he didn't even really make that much money. All he really knows about is T-shirts, I think. And I don't even know what the bald guy. What the hell is he famous for? Apparently, according to the beginning of the show, he created some educational software and sold that for like a billion dollars. But what he's done since then, I have no idea. And you're right, Damon, the guy Damon, the FUBU guy. I remember the first time I saw the show, and I, I started watching the show in maybe oh. 10, maybe 2011, and it had been on a couple oh, years already. 10. I love the idea of 010. Yeah, oh, and, uh, and when they showed him in the in the beginning of the first episode I watched, and they were like, blah, 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 fubu. And I'm like, does anyone give a shit about fubu anymore? Why why is he, this guy even relevant? You know, I mean, I guess right. he's made some wise investments otherwise, but when was the last time you heard about fubu? Like 87? I barely even heard about it when it was around because I guess I wasn't street enough. Apparently. Yeah, well. I think what happened did, to Skype? We, we had I for a second there, and now there's no Skype. Well, you know what? Here's what happens to Skype, dude. I can't I can't add the show to Skype. So it kind of sucked because uh, I had a crystal clear shot of you, but now the only way to get in to the, uh, the show, you know what? I guess I could have kept you on and just called the show via the phone. I'm not even sure how it works anymore, Rufus. I just got so nervous when there was two minutes left. I'm like, damn it, we just got to fucking make this happen because I can't miss another show. I was having withdrawals. Can you add me to the Skype call now? You know what? I was I trying that, and it, and it won't let me because there's no real Skype thing. Well, there is a Skype thing open. Here, I'm going to walk me through this real quick. Okay, Skype oh, yeah, is open. Yeah. I'm on ETR host one, all right? When I go to BTR Host 1, I'm left-clicking it. It says, hang up. There's no add people. There's no way to add people. Okay, interesting. Let me call you on Skype and see if it'll say add to call and throw me on there. And then we're going to be done. I don't want to fuck shit up because actually so okay. far it's going pretty good. Go for it. All right, hang on. So let me call you. Radio right here. I hear music. Oh, uh, no, it didn't work. Now the show is on hold. Now I hear stupid, shitty, smooth jazz. Not even good smooth jazz, but terrible smooth jazz. Good God. 
I don't know, dude. Obviously, I'm retarded as far as that goes. No, it's it's not use. Their system's fucking. Did you hear the smooth jazz? No. Like I heard. No, I did not. Okay, I guess it put me on hold because as soon as you answer my Skype call, I started hearing the smooth jazz. Right, I couldn't so hear you. you on hold. Hey, Blog Talk uh, Radio, go back to your old way because that was pretty fucking awesome, I must admit. I mean, surely there's a way to do it that we just don't know about. We need to take some time one afternoon and just kind of feel it out, schedule a show that's not going to be on the air and figure out how to do that. But uh, anyways, uh, I guess it won't be tonight's show. Unfortunately. So thank you, Blog Talk Radio, once again for ruining a perfectly good thing. You seem to have a knack. Well at least at least we're both talking, we can hear each other. That's a, a plus. A step in the yeah. right direction. But you're right. Back in twenty thirteen it was flawless in twenty thirteen. <laughs> we had no issues. And then they made quote unquote improvements and well, I don't want to go down that spiral. Right. You know what's funny is improvements are a funny thing because really are we more evolved from apes? I mean, are we more evolved? Apes don't have wars, right? Apes probably don't have back pain because they, they've they kind of figured out after millions of years that <laughs> using your arms to assist in walking probably helps your back somewhat, I would think. And you know what else they don't I have? They don't have Trump. They don't have Trump. So I don't think we are more evolved. I think that apes are more evolved than us. Dude, I dare, as, as a social experiment... Tomorrow, both of us, we'll spend all day walking on all fours. Just no matter what we do or where we go, we'll just walk on all fours and and document what happens. Have you ever seen that? There is like a group of people that walk on all fours like that. Have you seen these people? Oh, no, and I would hate to meet them. They sound obnoxious. (laughs) Yeah, they they look a little goofy. Let's put it that way. I mean, are they deformed or is it some sort of – they're trying to get back to nature and be more animalistic, and they're just basically hippies. With you know what? To do. I'm not really sure. I'm really not sure, but I want to think that one of the guys actually started walking like that because he was playing a part in an ape movie, like Planet of the Apes or something, and he just like continued to walk like that afterwards. You well, know that's what? A else? Good movie. I mean, I, I can see how that that might change your entire lifestyle. You know what else apes gave us? Apes gave us AIDS, didn't they? I think we took AIDS from them by yeah, rape. That's correct. By, by, you know what's funny? <laughs> by ape rape. Is the, yeah. <laughs> right. Instead of date rape, it's ape rape. I think, isn't that what Cosby <laughs> did? Yeah. You know me, Rufus. I don't see color. I only see black and white. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't see color either, unless it's tied to race somehow. Then that's all you, I see. Do you ever watch that show, The First 48? Oh, my God. I watch it way too much. This is why I fear everything and everyone. <laughs> that's funny that you say that, because I was watching it the other night in my office, and I'm thinking, God, some crazy guy could just kick in the door here and fucking murder me for no reason. That's what's crazy. Is it's always just some random murder. It's never... It's not like a murder mystery where they're trying to solve, you know, there was some motive here and an affair going on and some deal. It's always just like, yeah, we were going to rob him and we just shot him in the fucking face with a shotgun (laughs) for hell, you know? That's exactly it. That is exactly it. And you know what? You can always tell the guy that's guilty of the crime because he gives the most amazing play-by-play. I'm talking about the guy that's not the trigger guy. 
The guy who yeah. isn't the guy always gives like a great play by play of like what exactly happened. He's like, so then Joe turns and he shoots and this guy's brains go splattering all over the wall. And thinking about it now, I can it kind of looked like a duck. It looked like a duck walking across the wall <laughs> with kind of a brain pattern. Oh my or like God. some lady will get beat up. He's like, yeah, and her face looked like <laughs> like Joe Frazier after the Ali Frazier fight. And you know what? I'm talking about guys that like, like 60-year-old guys who like know exactly what uh, oh, yeah. Joe Frazier's face looked like after the fight. He's like, yeah, she had a cut over her eye right here. And like her mouth was busted open just like Joe Frazier's in 1971. It is. It, 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 it is odd how just – I mean, except for, like, the girlfriends that are involved and the parents that they have to break the news to or bring in and talk about, they all break down. But, like, most of the other people, even the people that aren't guilty of the crime, they're just so nonchalant. Oh, yeah, he done shot that dude in the head and his brain just be done all over the hood of that car. Whatever. We got some smokes. Right. It's, it's like – you know, nobody really gives a shit. They just want to make sure that they're not implicated somehow. And then we went back and we played uh, three hours of PlayStation and uh, ate a bowl yeah. of Campbell's soup. Uh, I think it was chunky. Oh, my God. Here's a question for you. Is there a second verse to this little light of mine? Because they're always singing that vigil on the first 48, and I've never – I don't think there's a second verse. I think people break out into that song – because maybe it only is one verse. I guess there's only one good verse. I mean, I have no idea what the second or third verses are. Absolutely you know what? not. I'm going to, this part of the show is sponsored by Google because I'm going to have to see if there's a second verse to this little light of mine, because I don't think there is. I don't, I don't even know if that's the right name of the song. Hey, right. while you do that, I'm going to do something real quick. I'm going to do a news item. So I'm looking for the news item. Sure. Breaking news deal. I, I, I saw news on him before the show. You've got to hear. Um, let's see. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. No, there is no second verse. There's only one verse. Oh, wait a minute. There is a second verse. On Monday, he gave me the gift of love. On Tuesday, peace came from above. See, I don't think anybody knows that verse, though, because they only sing the one verse over and over. Okay, let's hear what's in the news. I've never heard those versions before. Well, I'm looking for the news deal to be official. I don't see it. Oh. I'll play this. I'll tell you what. I'll play this because it's relevant. I'll play this. <laughs> All right. I don't even know what to know what this is about then. That's the joke. Here's the headline. Here's the headline. Teen turned into goat girl after smoking genetically modified weed. Uh-oh. Dateline, Colorado. A teen turned into a goat girl after smoking genetically modified weed. Marijuana legalization in Colorado has caused so far at least 42 deaths over the last year, but now there is this strange and frightening twist of the tragic mistake made by the voters of Colorado. 18-year-old Lucy Ann became the first known case of marijuana-related transgenetic metamorphosis when she illegally smoked a genetically modified marijuana cigarette, quote-unquote, joint. Hours after smoking, she noticed horns and white hair growing around her body. And they have this obviously photoshopped picture of a girl that looks like a goat. <laughs> you know what? Um, wh- what site is that from? I need to know. Who published I, I think this it's, story? I think it's, it's, a, 
it's an admittedly joking site like the Onion, but I, I didn't see it before the show started, and I was like, I've got to mention that to Zigzag. Because easily the mainstream media could get their hands on this story, and probably we'll probably see it on Fox News later tonight. Oh, like sure. 42 people have died since smoke. This Facebook uh, page that I hate, I wish there was a hate button for pages that you could hate, but it's called Parents Opposed to Pot. Oh. And they always are like putting like, I don't even want to say half truths on their site because they're not even half. And, you know, they, of course they have like 8 billion members who would like get on there like, yes, uh, pot does cause people to turn into goat people. I mean, it's a proven fact. I saw it on uh, online, so I know it's real. And I well, hate wait a minute, people. wait a minute. You shouldn't be seeing the, their posts unless you follow them, or, or like your friends posting it also yeah. in like a fit of rage. Like, have you seen Someone, this? another guy that I know that hates them as well, always comments on their stuff, so then I likewise uh, find myself obligated to hate comment on their on their stuff. Good for you, good for you. You know what, good for good me is right, damn it, because... I'm a parent, and I'm not opposed to pot. Oh, my God, look at her. She's almost handsome, this goat girl. Wow. <laughs> She's an handsome goat. Is that Photoshopped, or is she wearing that as, like, some kind of costume? I don't, I was looking at that pretty closely, and if it's a Photoshop, that's a good Photoshop, because you can see, like, individual hairs. So she, it I might be like a costume. It's probably taking some behind the scenes of a movie or something. I could see myself grabbing onto those horns, if you know what I mean. Oh, hell yeah. Making back on up, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I could definitely see that. I wonder if she's lactating. That could make some awesome teeth. <laughs> Does she have teeth? So, yeah, I would have to imagine. Well, I mean, we know she has teeth. But does she have goat teeth? wonder what you could True, get for man. a pound of cheese that comes from the goat girl. Probably some well, pretty high. You, you probably have to sell that cheese by the by the, by the dime bag. Now you're a knowledgeable guy. Will you please explain to me what genetically modified means? I don't. I don't, I don't really know. I don't get it. I mean, we've been genetic, genetically modifying plants and shit since the fucking Stone Age. I mean, that's like red apples don't exist in nature. We we created them. So I, I'm not completely sure on all the facts, like why suddenly genetically modified is bad, other than I think it's happening like in a lab where they're squirting specific DNA into shit. It's not like you're grafting a branch onto a different tree. But I, I really don't I, don't, I don't know what the difference is. Now you think or what the controversy was, is. I don't get it. Do you think she shaved her white hair into a landing strip, or do you think she went Brazilian after she noticed the white hair growing? Um, I'm going to say Brazilian because I think there was a Brazilian. There's definitely a Spanish goat. We used to own Spanish goats. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they were uh, – they provided good meat, good milk, and they were great in bed. <laughs> were they? They were loving. They were very giving in bed from what I understand about Spanish goats. <laughs> they were. They were accommodating and uh, inquisitive about my needs. A very generous lover. In a Spanish goat. That's right. They have those floppy ears and the horns you can hang on to. The horns are like, really, the horns are for men and women. That's why there's one of each. Or there's That's two, true. I guess. You sit on the horn of a Spanish goat, and you're never going back. 
<laughs> is that what they say? I think I saw a T-shirt that said that. That's on the that's printed on the back of the Brazilian dollar, actually. <laughs> the Spanish goat, Brazilian goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Brazilian goat. So, how was your beaster? Did you do anything exciting for Easter? Did you have ham? <sighs> no, I didn't have ham. I mean, it was kept it pretty simple. Colored a bunch of eggs, filled a bunch of plastic eggs with candy, and then hid them. Never. We can't, we can't hide them at night or like early morning because critters and dogs will get to them. Right. So we had to come up with an excuse for the kid to like, you know, leave the house and I'd stay behind. I hit all the stuff and when they got back, it was on. It took 15 minutes like, and it was over. Did you geocache where you hid every uh, every plastic egg? I I did. I mean, I, I yeah, I made notes. I didn't want to find any later. Now, this is a little twisted. When I was a kid, actually, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but my parents, we used to, they used to serve us rabbit on Easter. We would, instead of having ham, we would usually have rabbit. Is, did, is that weird? That is weird. I've never heard of it. I mean, having rabbit's not weird, but I've never heard of it as like an Easter meal. They didn't. They did not. I've never had rabbit in my life, and I could never imagine eating rabbit, I don't think. I've had rabbit. Sure it's easy, have you? Was it delicious? It's like it's like squirrel. It's kind of squirrely. Did it did it try to hop off the plate? Yeah, I did, but I stabbed it with a fork. Did you eat the ears? I did. You, you eat the ears like a, uh, a corn on the cob. You just kind of nibble around the cartilage. <laughs> oh man, this show is taking a turn for the worse. Sorry, people. I just wondered if it was weird to eat uh, the Easter bunny on Easter. We also had human corpse on Christmas. Big fat man. I don't know if that was weird or not either. <laughs> Big fat man with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was weird that there was like, we had a soup and there was these long white hairs in it. I always thought that was a little weird. You know, I'm, I'm a complete fucking idiot. I didn't even make the connection between you guys eating rabbit and it being like the Easter Bunny. I just thought, well, oh, that's an interesting tradition. I made no connection at all. I'm you are definitely, you. you're definitely firing, firing on all cylinders today, Rufus. Yeah, well, I've only got like one and a half left. My question to you is, did you smoke marijuana before today's show? No, that's got to be probably the problem really I don't, have you ever smoked marijuana for the show i can't remember i think i did once toward the end of the vip section and i don't remember how it turned out i had fun i remember that so but i don't, don't remember out of your mind i'm going to smoke a little marijuana right now actually if you don't if if, if you would uh let me so i got to do a little pipe cleaning and whatnot here so bear with me for a second folks while i get uh my my stuff to the ready. All right, I'm all packed up and ready to go. So, um, well, I'm quick. Same thing, that's what she said. <laughs> it's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I can feel the coolness getting into my vertebrae, Rufus. Oh, yeah. Things are becoming much more clear now. Oh, yeah. All right. Nope. Yep, I definitely really hate parents opposed to pot. That much I know, because they're ignorant fools. 
So what else is in the news? Anything more exciting like that in the news? I've got to tell you, I've got a little crush, crush on Goat Girl. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I want to I want to see what Goat Girl is like in real life. And by that, I mean the person who is, uh, I guess, Goat Girl is modeled after, or whoever they put like uh, the Goat Girl face on, because obviously she has a great sense of humor. She must, if, if she was a willing participant, she may have thought she landed a role in a big movie, and they're like, "Nah, we're just a shitty fake news website." Really? You think? You know what? I'm still kind of mad that uh, we never were able to post my uh, my Donald Trump story to uh, a real news site. I think people really bought into his hair tonic, his voodoo juice hair tonic. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. To be honest, we should do it just I, a major press release. We should actually, because I I think, really, dude, I'm kind of concerned because I read this thing yesterday uh, that my wife sent me, and it was about this lady who was working for Donald Trump's um, for his campaign, right, from the very beginning, like a year ago or whatever, and they were going to be happy. The whole campaign and the, and the campaign manager was hap- was going to be happy if Donald Trump scored above twelve percent. And came in second or third, you know, behind whoever was going to get the legitimate nomination. And, like, the whole staff was floored when he kind of took the lead. And the ladies, like, I watched him develop into, like, this megalomaniac, even more so than Donald Trump always is. And she was just saying that, you know what, he has no answer for anything. His only answer is, like, more bravado, which makes him, like, so fucking dangerous it's insane. Yeah. Because he will not admit he doesn't know about something or that he is not like the greatest at something. I mean, did you see after the Brussels attack? And I got a question. Do you think that the Brussels attack had anything to do with people hating, hating Brussels sprouts? Uh, if it, well, I hate to sound like a rabble rouser, but if, if the Brussels attack was because of an anti-Brussels sprouts movement, then I would actually have to get behind that. But I, I'm i not a violent guy, so I'm reluctant to say that. So I'm hoping okay. it was just general terrorism. Right, and not some kind of – not didn't have a real agenda, like a solid agenda, like the hatred of Brussels sprouts? Right, right. Well, if it did, if it was against Brussels sprouts, I get it. But, you know, they should have bombed uh, Whole Foods or something. Oh, don't say that. Oh, God. Now now that's going to happen. So Donald Trump, basically, if he doesn't know about something, just says something like, I could beat that or I would stop this. That's what he said about the the, uh, the attack in Brussels. He just said, I, will, I would stop that. Or that wouldn't happen if I was president. I mean, really? That's – I mean, that was his answer. That's ridiculous. I – I should probably research and look up like what he said. I know that he's an idiot only because everything I read and listen to says that he is, but I've, honestly, I've never heard him make a statement at all. And I'm curious, I would like to see like in real time what an audience reaction is whenever he says something like that, that really says Dude. nothing, but it's like, well, that wouldn't happen on my watch. Okay. Do clap, me clap, a clap, favor. Clap. Do me a favor and Google Donald Trump makes fun of fat uh, protester. I want you to see the kind of stuff that Donald Trump says to people.
Did anything come up? Donald J. Trump called this protester fat and kicked him out. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there any footage of it? Yeah, the first link is a, a YouTube video. Yes, you have to watch this. This is Donald Trump, your future, the guy who's going to share the same bedroom as uh, Abraham Lincoln. I want you to think about that long and hard. That's what she oh, said. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. My computer's muted. All right, here we go. It's going. This is Sam. I'll check captions. Sam asked us not to use his last name. Okay. Poor guy. He got angry when Trump said he wanted to take food stamps away. <laughs> Typical for a fat guy. That's okay. what Donald Trump said. You're Donald <laughs> Trump. So he stood up and shouted at Trump, calling him greedy. Wait, this guy's not even fat. That's what I thought. He's not fat. Trump's just making a cheap joke. That guy's obviously not fat. He's leaner than me. Security grabs him and escorted him out. Now they're zooming in on Trump. That's when Trump said this. You know, it's amazing. I read two more standards, and that guy was seriously overweight, went crazy. He went crazy. It's like a roast <laughs> of the audience. That guy's not overweight. That guy's thinner than Trump. Here, I got news for Trump. You know what? Oh, that's insane. My news for Trump is, dude, is bankruptcy is worse than fucking welfare. It's the exact same thing. You're getting something for nothing. But when welfare, you're getting it because you need to. In bankruptcy, you're like taking something because you think you're entitled to it, and then you just decide to not pay for it. So he's got a lot of nerve to talk about people on welfare, considering he's like billions of dollars on welfare. Oh, jeez. I think the world's fucking doomed, dude. I think it is. Can, can the world be full? Can America in general be that? I mean, we are like the laughing stock. There is no way the the rest of the world looks at America and is like, you know what? They're like number one. Do they? Because I, no, I think not, we're like not Trump. I think we're only number one in our own mind. Because I think we are a lot now. Trump yeah, we, with America. We were number one for a while, but now I mean we, we really have no leg to stand on. And I guess you can point the finger in several directions on why that is, but uh, yeah, America is pretty much just sort of the black sheep of the global family and the butt of all the jokes that. You know, we're kind of whispered behind our back at this point. I would love to see, like, someone on, like, The Tonight Show in Tehran or somewhere, or Iran, where they just, like, make fun of America the whole time. I mean, I, you know what? You know I love America, but my version of America is, you know what? Don't – it's not a love or leave it thing. It's a love it and fix it type deal. Right. Let's get to the fucking root of the problem, which is really that there is money in politics. I mean, I don't care how you boil it down, and I don't want to get all political, but you know what? We have a little political part of the show. But really, it <laughs> comes down to the Cook brothers are probably the most evil people on the fucking planet. Yeah, yeah, and the Rothschilds and all the banker people. I mean, it's 
We have no control. It, it's all orchestrated, dude. This is what why I, right. I just kind of I've reached the point where I can't even get worked up about Trump being a dumbass. I know. Because it's not even real. Want. It's just it's that's all exactly sort of scripted and put out there and you know, the strings are being pulled. It's not even that Trump himself is a, a dumbass and you know, full of brass bravado that's that's bullshit. But he's he's planted there by very specific people in order to control a certain segment of the population that's going right. to help this thing that they want. There's so much, much shadowy bullshit going on in the background that you are so right. I've reached the point where I'm just like, fuck it. Well, and the shadowy fuck. part of it that's so scary is that he's like, when when people like, okay, they're like, Donald Trump, people are voting for Donald Trump because they're upset that the middle class is struggling and everything. And but his problem is he can't he doesn't say hey big business is to blame for all that shit he says minorities are to fucking blame for it which makes right. people fucking bananas absolutely bananas I I don't know man I got nothing to add I mean I'm I'm trying to detach myself I'm I'm trying to reach a level of enlightenment where I just observe everything that's happening in the world as a show being put on on a stage that amuses me. It's easier that way than to feel engaged and like everything is a life or death situation for me. I really don't – I just don't want to give a fuck about it Because I do that, and I think the reason why, like, say I smoke pot or something is because when I'm watching the show that is reality around me and I see shit like that, since you can't really change the channel, you have to change, like, your enlightenment or how you're looking at things, i.e. drink beer or get stoned or whatever, because you're just like, this is too fucked up. I've got, I can't experience this reality uh, it, for reality's sake. I need to alter my reality to make this fucking livable. I agree. I completely agree. I just, I, I like to think anybody's that... ever said that in AA meeting. I think it's probably what that should have been said in an AA meeting. I think a lot of people at AA meetings probably shouldn't be there. They're forced there by their fan, friends and family who or, want or to by quote, quote, do better. And the people in the AA meeting are just like, I'm just trying to cope with the fucking world that we live in. You know, I don't. I'm sorry if you got to pick me up off the ground sometimes, but but what's my other option? <laughs> Deal with you people sober. That's why no one ever gets help. <laughs> that's right. Maybe the answer is for everyone to be drunk. <laughs> right. That's what they don't get. That's when someone needs to say during an intervention. You know what? Let's all have a few drinks and talk about it. Let's <laughs> have an intervention that's like a cookout with a keg. <laughs> right. Be like, dude, come on. You know you're getting a little crazy. Show him pictures of like him puking in the toilet or like a couple of his DUI things, like put on like a show, like have it on a on a, a whiteboard or something, do a whole PowerPoint presentation about this was your life 10 years ago. And then like you can see the progression of someone's smile into like broken teeth and stuff, sort of like the faces <laughs> of mess type deal. Just to really hammer it home. A, but, look at you now. It could be a, a reverse intervention, like all of the guys' normal Friends who drink and smoke weed are like, look, dude, you're too fucking straight-laced, you teetotaling piece of shit. Right. Getting you loaded now, whether you like it or not. Sit down on this couch, and they just shove a beer bong down his throat. 
And you know what's crazy is about like someone like Trump is that he claims that he's a teetotaler, which I don't I don't believe. He's never done drugs or never had a drink in his whole life. Yet he considered himself a connoisseur of vodka when he came out with a vodka brand like ten years ago. Is that when he came out with his steaks? Yes, yes. It's about I like to call that the the Donald Trump uh, food and beverage era. You know, I have to say that I am immediately skeptical and put off by anyone who says they – not that they don't drink or don't do drugs, but say that they never have. Right. I mean, if, if you haven't stepped off that ledge at some point, then you have no fucking balls. You're not a creative person. I don't, I, I don't care what you've done with your life. If you have never gotten drunk or never gotten high or never experimented with anything that alters your consciousness – I don't really want anything to do with you, and I don't trust you. Well, what's crazy is I think that a lot of times the only people, well, the only reason people stay sober, is because they have to to have money. Now, if a guy like Donald Trump, who never had to worry about money, he could easily be out of his mind for a few years, and no one would really notice. Well, I mean, we mm-hmm. I guess we're finally noticing now. What does the J stand for? Any idea? What is what? what? The J in Donald J. Trump. Jackass? Uh, Jerk off? Jehovah Witness? Jew? I don't think that's it. I think he hates the Jews. They have more money than him. I know. That is crazy. Oh, poor America. Poor, poor, broken, sad America. Why did we have to get... I'm sorry that I did that to the show. Let's look at some brighter stuff. Let's look at... You know what? Where's the Silver Linings Network when you need it? Where we could, like, hear some good news that's coming out of bad news? Let's look. Good news from bad news. I think Trump bought it. He controls hmm. it now. The Rothschilds and the Koch brothers... Yeah, there is no such thing. I just made that up. Apparently, there is no, there is never good news that comes from bad news. No, no. And even the people who can make up good news make up bad news, like girls turning into goats from smoking weed. <laughs> right, and they think that that that's not going to help the weed smoking cause, dude. Because a lot of people are going to go, I'm not ever touching weed because I saw this thing one time where this chick who smoked weed turned into a goat. Does that? Doesn't that just sound like one of those like urban legends that like went around your middle school one day in the eighties? That girl who smoked weed, like some girl moved away, and you're like, I heard she turned into a goat after smoking weed and it right. the zoo. And then to come to find out that the Cook brothers were behind the genetic modification in a quest to turn all people into goat people, so they could <laughs> literally say that everyone's they're the head of the flock or the sheep. Yeah, that, oh I found that disturbing. Here's what that I I'm upset with the Cook brothers because of fracking because fracking has touched a part of my life that is incredibly incredibly I find incredibly uh precious and that is the show oh, Moonshine because they've been fracking there was an episode of Moonshiners where they're fracking in uh Louisiana okay and they uh-huh. used to get their precious like good spring water to make their mash and uh, their moonshine from this creek. 
But ever since they started fracking, there's like oil and stuff on top of this like little creek that they used to use for their moonshine. That's the shit. What exactly is mash? <laughs> mash? From what I understand, Rufus, from watching many hours of uh, of moonshiners, is mash is when you take your your sugar and your yeast and your barley and you put it into like a big like 55-gallon drum is what these guys use, and you let it sit for like three or four days. Then it turns to mash. And mash is technically mash is like beer almost. And, and then they take the beer mash thing and they cook it down into uh, into moonshine. So they just kind of are like compressing it, I guess. And that's been fracked up by fracking. Doesn't oil sit on top of the water, though? I mean, surely they could put the pipe under the, the sludge on top. Well, they probably <laughs> they could. Scrape off the sludge and use that to light the fires. That's true. They could. You know what? Who's to say that some kind of awesome fracking oil would not make a great whiskey? I mean, you That's don't true. really know you until you try it. You get you fracked up. Yes, it's fracking crazy. I just the whole thing with fracking is, I don't know. Is that why gas is two dollars a gallon or not? Because if it is, I love I have fracking. No idea. My brother's in the oil industry. I could ask him to clear that shit up, but. uh I really don't know. It just seems weird to me still that we're reliant upon this disgusting sludge that comes out of the earth <laughs> instead of, like, batteries or electricity or something. It seems – well, it doesn't seem odd. I think it's all related to the whole Rothschild, Koch brothers, the whole puppeteers behind the fucking shadows because that makes more the, money. And just in the wars. oil – is your brother, like, work on an oil rig? He's a geologist, and he works for a guy that owns several, I don't know what you call them, like where the oil derricks are, those things that look like, you know, the, the, right. the birds That's that what go I'm up saying. and down. Right, those are the pumps. I, there, was a, stuff. there was a show on called Riggers. I kid you not, that was the name of the reality show. It was called Riggers. And it was about guys who worked on these oil rigs, right? And the, all they would ever do, I swear to God, they were all these fucking, like, uh, roided up dudes who just would get drunk and fight each other. Like, every day, a dude <laughs> was being fired because he got drunk the night before and, like, tried to beat up two other guys on the crew. Oh, that was, like, shit. the no. whole premise. Every episode, that's all that happened was, like, them getting in fights and them going to court dates was, like, the excitement <laughs> of the show. Wow. Well, at least they got rich off the oil, right? Surely they got rich. Well, yeah, they made like 22 bucks an hour, dude. You should hear them. Always talking about how much money they're making at the bar where they like spend it all in one night and get their super obnoxious huge truck repossessed. They they have to spend 80% of their paycheck on lava soap just to get clean every fucking day. That's true. They do. They just bathe in like that. What's that really hardcore stuff that you go, Joe? You know what I'm talking about? Like the stuff that, like, if you're a mechanic, you use to get shit off your hands. Yeah, there's a, a green slime for that, too. You just sit in a vat of it. And the good news was, dude, they never, ever had to buy hair product. Because their hair always looked fairly greasy. No, it was like they had pomade in their hair all the time. Yes. And the deal is with reality shows is it's, it's staged. 
I mean, is that really even necessary? Is life that boring to where if you get a bunch of guys together and make a show called Riggers, you have to, like, stage the whole thing instead of just, like, letting it happen? I don't – I've thought about that myself. I mean, like, there are some careers that you would think – or at least that I, I would think that just let the cameras roll and whatever happens, happens. I'm interested in, like, what's it like to be a rigger? I don't care if it's a boring day. That's interesting to me. Or, like, working at a pawn shop for real, not like pawn stars. Right. But you're dealing with people in various states of either they have the money to buy something or they're totally fucking desperate and need some crack. Right. And that by itself should be dynamic that, enough to not that to script is, something. That is way better show is like the dude comes in or the chick comes in and they need their crack and they're pawning grandma's like old jewels that she smuggled out right. of like uh, Eastern Europe in the 1940s in her vagina. Right. But this person's like going to tell the story of the stuff and then pawn it for 20 bucks and then go buy crack. I tell you, I tell you, where, having worked at a pawn shop, I'll tell you where the good stories are. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the people that come in with their sob stories or wh- whatever that pawn something, you never fucking see again. The stories exist. On there's always every pawn shop has one or two, maybe up to ten people that have had something in hawk for literally years, and they come in <laughs> every day to make a payment. For every month. And it could be like a woman whose grandmother died and she had to pawn the ring to pay for the funeral and she is not going to lose that fucking ring and she comes in every, like clockwork. Those are the people that have the cool stories. Well, or do they just have more stories because you're seeing them every day or is it always like, I had to make this payment on grandma's ring because Uncle John hocked it for a pint of whiskey and 1847 and my family lineage is we pay on this pawn ticket for like the last 110 years. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So they, they pawned a ring in like 1987 for 400 bucks and now it's 2016 and they're still making payments on it. <laughs> right. You know, what is happening in your fucking life that, A, you give a shit enough about this ring that you're paying on it for that fucking long and, two, that you can't muster up Four hundred and fifty bucks to get it out. You've got to pay the twelve fifty every month to keep it in. Yeah. I mean, those I are those are people that are whitewater rafting through life, you know. Right. The four hundred dollar ring is like turned into a small condo for the pawn shop owner in uh, on the outskirts of Vegas or something. Oh yeah, and I met people that were they've been paying on shit for years, like a wedding ring, like I mentioned. That they didn't even pawn. Like their mother pawned their grandma's wedding ring, and then their mother died, and they got left a pawn ticket. And they're like, "This is the only connection I have to anything before me. I've got to keep paying on it, but I can't afford to get it out." Nothing it's says really love strange. like in a will that says, "I would like to and to Rufus, I betrothed this pawn ticket for a Fossex four-track mixing system." <laughs> <laughs> it's to be paid off in full upon my death so he may get it back or he can opt to make the payment, the monthly payment, for the next 45 years until he gets it back. But, dude, I'm, I'm dead serious, man. If you if you croak, God forbid, knock on wood, and I got like a, a telegram <laughs> or a, a certified letter that said, 
ZigZag left you this four-track Tascam cassette recorder in pawn for that he owes like twelve thousand bucks on. Right. I would feel obligated. I would. I would feel obligated to not let it like get sold to some idiot. I would try to get it out. That's see, but what you're understanding right now is that's the story those people are living. When when Grandma decided to hawk uh, Aunt Betty's ring from the Civil War, the only thing she had worth any money when she died was this lottery, was this pawn slip, because it's like linked to some piece of property that has long been probably sold. I would imagine. Wow. There's probably a good movie idea in there somewhere where like somebody's distant relative dies. And they're the only ones still left alive, and they get like a key to a safety deposit box, and the only thing in it's like a pawn ticket for some obscure thing, and they're like, "Well, what the fuck is this about?" In a weird way, if you don't have enough insurance, you leave your family a, a proverbial pawn ticket to pay for your funeral expenses. That's, I'm gonna go out in style, man. I want my family to go broke. Broke. <laughs> you should. We should do a pre-planning funeral service where we're like, go out. You know what? You got three big things in your life, really. You've got you're born, you get married, and then you die. Why shouldn't your death party be like the most rad party you ever had in your life? Or death? It, it is so going to be a big party. But I'm saying I'm even going to leave dead. I'm going like, to get cancer, and then I'm going to fuck a monkey to get AIDS, and then right. I'm going uh, to have a, a couple of limbs amputated so that I'm, I'm really racking up some like medical bills that I leave behind. And then on top of that, yeah, I, I, I definitely want like a you know a chocolate fountain and a <laughs> right. live band at my funeral. Right, because you know what? First of all, no one gives a, barely gives a shit about you when you're alive. If you want people to show up to your funeral, make it a fucking party. Make it a kegger, dude. Have a band and shit. Shoot I yourself on sure. a cannon. I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> you know what's weird? I'm gonna be cremated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot myself time. out of a cannon, but I'll be ashes already. It'll just okay, spray everyone in the face. Well, you know what, though? If you, ahead of time, what you could do is, like, do a hologram of yourself, right? Like shooting yourself out of a cannon. You know what? You could do a hologram of yourself getting drunk and making an asshole out of yourself at your own funeral. And, like, oh, my God. Like, so, <laughs> my own hologram will come out and, like, flip over my casket. What the fuck? Like, right, exactly. belligerent. I hate you people. Yeah, I hate every fucking one. <laughs> they have like a roast of people in the audience. That's how you go out. That's pretty. I like your idea about the roast. Like filming yourself doing a roast of everyone who's going to be at your funeral. That's a and then the last idea, thing is, you tell them that they're going to get a big bill for the whole party. Say, I didn't, just so you know, I didn't pay for any of this. You're out of <laughs> That's right. That, I mean, I think there's a, there has got to be a business in that. I saw this thing the other way, dude. It was so creepy. This, this dude got shot in front of his mom's house, in like Queens or somewhere. Okay, and at mm. his funeral, they had the dude embalmed to look like he was sitting in a chair with his like legs crossed, right? And he was wearing like his fubu wear and stuff. Obviously, he was a gang member, and. He, like, had his shades on, and he was, like, a dead person just, like, sitting around his house at his funeral. That's fucked up. It was so That's creepy. Weird. The, 
The disturbing part was it. I just think that the guy who did the embalming or whatever or setting the the body up could have done some so much more with like his leg and foot because it was like obviously that part of rigor mortis had set in or something because his oh. leg like turned out and up into the air at like a I don't know like a forty five degree angle that it was so unnatural you're just like no. You can tell that that is a dead person. No one can bend their leg like that. It's impossible while you're alive. That is too fucking creepy. There's some place in some Asian backwater country where, like, every five years, they dig up all their relatives' corpses and, like, change their clothes and, like, have dinner with them and stuff. And I've seen pictures of that. That's pretty fucked up. That sounds like it would smell really good. Oh, yeah. Does it not? Okay, wait. I'm going to send you the link. To this story, just so you can see the guy's leg and see that I'm not wrong about the leg. Oh, wait, this is a different guy. Wait a minute. What? Another guy. Here we go. Family request. Gambler's dead body being bombed and sat at poker table. So, oh, my God. This That's guy disturbing. was bombed, and he's sitting at a poker table with his family. And I hate to say this, obviously, this guy is dead. And from looking at the way his face looks, I'm going to have to say heart attack or he choked trying to swallow a whole ham. That will give you a heart attack. Isn't that what Mama Cass did? I mean, did she really choke on a ham sandwich or is that just an awful, awful folklore? That's probably a joke because she was overweight, right? I mean, we can Google it, but I'm I'm thinking that's probably an urban myth, urban legend. Ham sandwich or ham bone, I guess, is probably the real question. Here's the thing. You know what? Is, is this true, too? Do people really choke on fish bones? Can you, like, choke to death on a fish bone? Because to me, it seems like a fish bone is such a small thing that you should be able to breathe around a fish bone. But don't you always hear people choking t- on fish bones? I've, yeah, I have heard that. And uh, I've eaten lots of fish in my life. I'm not a big fish guy. Me neither. The only time I've ever experienced a bone in a fish was a fish that was caught, like, while I was there, and the bones were taken out. But at a restaurant once, I had flounder, which has teeny tiny bones, and I had teeny tiny rib bones, and there's no way they could choke. I mean, you could tie them in a knot. They were so soft. Here we are. We're looking think, right now. Damn. How many people choke to death? Can you choke to death on a fish bone? Let's see. The other week, my mom noticed I was cutting up my fish extra carefully, and only eating small bites. So she asked why I said, and I said, I'm scared of choking to death on a fishbone. She then laughed at me and said I was being ridiculous. She does not, she does have a medical degree, so I asked if it's possible, and she said no. So here we can go. The bones could get stuck sideways in the throat, and then would often be lifted carefully out of the throat as not to damage the sides. I mean, what kind of fucking fish are you eating that it's got a bone in it that would, like, slice up your throat? No shit. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, please. Well, I looked up Mama Cass's uh, cause of death. Here we go. On April 22nd, 1974, Elliot, oh, that's her last name, collapsed before an appearance on The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson, though the incident would prove ominous. Elliot played it off in interviews as nothing more than exhaustion. Later that summer, Elliot at the height of her solo career, performed two weeks of concerts at the London Palladium, blah, 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 blah. 
She then retired for the evening and died in her sleep at the age of 32. Sources said that her death was due to a heart attack. Elliot died in flat 12, 9, Curzon Palace, etc., etc. An oft-repeated urban legend claims Elliot choked to death on a ham sandwich. <laughs> the story spread soon after the discovery of her body and was based on speculation and the initial media coverage. An autopsy had not yet been performed, but police told reporters that a partially eaten sandwich found in her room <laughs> might have been to blame. The post-mortem examination found that Elliot had died of a heart attack and no food was found in her windpipe. Yet the false <laughs> oh, story has man. persisted for decades. So a heart attack at 32, to me, that's scarier than choking it on a ham sandwich. Uh, yeah, I would say I would say definitely cut down on the ham sandwiches. That's for sure. But it's off. What an awful way to. I mean, it started out obviously as a joke, and turned into something that people like wholeheartedly believe, like Donald Trump running for president. Oh yeah, people believe that. So. So after I die, are you going to make up like, you know what? This is crazy. I thought about this the other day. Funny we should be talking about death. I thought if I died, would you ever really know? I mean, not unless I, no, someone I, I called you and was like, hey, uh, Rufus, uh, Dom died. And I thought the same thing when I don't hear from you for a few days. I'm like, what if Rufus died and I just don't know? It would have to be a perfect storm of events. Like, we would have to be working on a, a voiceover thing, and I hadn't heard anything in a while, and I'd be like, hey, what's going on? And I'd get worried and, and somehow try to contact your wife and be like, what's up with Double uh, Z? Of course, that wouldn't happen because I'd just be like, well, thank God I don't have to do a voiceover. Right, and I don't what blame you is, for that. The show wouldn't happen for a while, and you wouldn't mention anything about it. That, that's what would set up alarm bells in my head. Is it like would, something related to hypersloth just stopped happening from your end? Would and I'd you, be like, oh, God, I've got to investigate. Would, like, start with, like, hateful emails. Hey, dude, I don't know what your fucking problem is. Like, some kind of jealous boyfriend. Be like, I don't know why you're not uh, emailing me back, but this is total bullshit, you fuckhead. You think it ever would get to that stage at first? Uh, now we tell you about on the show, because I would get to the point where, like, well, I'm, I'm going to do a show, even though ZigZag hasn't shown up for six months. And then I would just spend the whole show ranting about what a, a deadbeat you are, not knowing that you're actually dead and may have been beaten. And you know what? And you'd probably get a ton of callers, probably keeping the callers from calling from the show. Then he's like, man, the show is so fucking great now. Finally, the show. Because in a weird way, you had kind of started the show on your own, and I just kind of horned it in and made it into the Hypersloth show after hearing your first no. couple of shows struggle so so. Poorly. No, I, I contact. I, I was like, I did. The, I did the show a few times by myself, and that prompted me. I was like, man, this would be great as like the hypersloth happy hour. So I contacted you because I thought it would be a, a perfect venue for us to uh, take over the world. And I must admit, you know what? I listened to the old shows that were just you, and they're so much better than our shows together. I'm like, damn, oh, shut Rufus, up. Rufus was really on to something before I jumped in and screwed up his show. That is not so true. That, for that, sir, I say you're welcome. Good Are we going to take it into the uh, to the VIP tonight for a spell? Sit a spell in the VIP? <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. Was that curly masturbating? I've been saving that all week. I was saving that gem all week. Doesn't it sound like curly masturbating, though? If you listen to the very end of that, you can kind of hear him. He's like panting. I want you to listen closely. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Let's see if he breathes like that when he's trying to think. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Nope, nope. So that is, nope. he just, he <laughs> I would love to see a porno where a guy did that right when he came. Oh, my God. Maybe I'm going to do that later and see how it goes over. You're like, come oh, here. You're going to make it or look for it? <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make that sound and see what my wife says. See if I can intrigue the bat the bedroom a little bit by doing my Three Stooges routine because I know oh, okay. nothing so sexier than impersonating Three Stooges in bed. Smack a girl on the forehead and poke her in the it's eyes. It's a lot like bondage. I mean like yeah, poker in the eyes. Poker <laughs> is like pretty much any hole. Really. I think rip her hair out. Rip her hair out, slap her around a little bit, choke her, make her spit out some water. Fuck it. Maybe, you know what, we should write a book on the social sexual, like, comparison between a Three Stooges uh, episode and uh, the sexual development of America. Wow, wow. That might, that might get some that traction. That's pretty deep. I'm going to write my, my uh, thesis on that. That's going to be my thesis. I'm just going to make an instructional DVD on how to bring in the, the humor of the Three Stooges into, your, into the bedroom. <laughs> it comes with a vice. You better. can put your wife's head in a vice. <laughs> oh, my God. You, I mean, you could, like, sell a whole kit of things that you would use to take into the bedroom, like the, the pliers that they use, and then, like, pull each other's teeth out. What, you know what I really want? Tell me that you do not want one of these. One of those, like, ice bag things that's, like, rubber. Not the heat. The heating pad, too, that they fill with water. You know what I'm talking about? But also, like, oh, yeah. the ice bag that you put ice cubes in that's, like, rubber. You know what I'm talking about? And they, like, always... Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. No reason you can't pull, pull that into the bedroom. Why not? It's well, great for your... The small of your back. Right. Or, you know, after you... You punch your partner around a little bit. You ice them up. I think I think there's, you know what, dude? There probably is some Three Stooges sex fetish out there that we don't even know about. We should, I'm gonna Google that and see what comes up because I got a feeling that some really depraved people have already invented the Three Stooges sex club. Yeah, I'm googling it too. I'm gonna find out. Hopefully they have a meetup. Hopefully they do. Oh no, it's just a back page. Oh, my God, here's the Three Stooges porn set in 1937. What? Well, it's set in 1937. I don't think it... Wow. That actually looks like Larry a lot. 
<laughs> that's what she said. That's no, that's what I call my penis. Sorry. <laughs> is it balding? <laughs> it is. It's it's just got a flat bald head and two little tufts of hair on the side. <laughs> I think that's kind of every guy's dick, isn't it? I would hope so. <laughs> Pretty much. Every guy's dick looks like uh, Larry. I have a severe drug fetish. Well, that's not about the Three Stooges. I was jerking off to the Three Stooges episode with, with drunk people in it. Okay. This guy has... Here we go. I Hey, I'm new. This is... Uh, let's see. What's the name of this place? The Party Vibe Forum. Okay? This is... I have a severe drug fetish. Help me. Hey, I'm new here, and I have a rather odd and rather strong effect, attraction to women who use drugs. Any drugs, really, but things mostly smoked. Snorted and shot, my favorite. So, this all drugs, is, basically. So, basically, this guy's a, like, a guy who likes to loan chicks money, I guess. Who are addicted to drugs. Oh, my God. That guy is handsome. <laughs> I got a feeling you're lying to me. He looks just like, what in the world? I mean, you'd have to find a woman who wants to be involved with someone that is like a fetish person, because that guy really looks like a baby in that giant diaper. He, but he definitely has curly haircut. Are you looking at the picture that I sent you? Yes. Yes, I am. What I'd like to know is, I mean, who has time for fetishes? I mean, I have, That's a very I, I good have, question. I have, I hardly have time for just normal sex. I mean, when am I going to get into, like, costumes and weird fucking bullshit? I mean, it seems like a hassle to me to even have a fetish. It's just like, oh, fuck, i got a fetish. God damn. Right. Right. Exactly. You're like, oh, no. I just I caught a fetish over the weekend, so now I'm dressing as a furry animal uh, pretty much most of the time. If I'm not working, wait, I'm Wait, 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 wait. That's a fetish? Never mind. Uh, oh, well, in Arkansas, it's a way of life. But a lot of places, that's just called a fetish, Rufus. Well, here we dress like Spanish goats all the time. But it's probably from all the weed. Tell me. I think that's why they call it horny goat weed. <laughs> have you ever had the horny goat weed? No, I have not. But I would love to get my hands on some. I'm sure you would. I mean, I, I have not. stale. First of all, who came up with the name of it, I would like to know. Second of all, does it really make goats horny? Well, to answer the first part, a marketing genius. To answer the second part, uh, I'll find out. I'll look into that. Yeah, what are the benefits of horny goat weed? I mean, who wants to be around a bunch of horny goats except for Goat Girl? And I got to admit, she kind of made me into a little horny goat when I was looking at her. Just looked like she was so right. soft. I just wanted to nuzzle right up into her neck and feel the oh, uh, the white whiskers and maybe stroke her horns a little bit while she stroked my horn as well. Oh, my. Did I turn you on? Did it move? Did your horn move? <laughs> no, no. But my floppy ears are not so floppy. Let's see. Horny goat weed. Is it a, it's a real thing, I'm guessing. I've seen it for sale, but... Horny goat weed, what's it good for? The side effects of 
the horny goat weed or uh, obsessive buying. Um, toenails grow into hooves. What else do we have here? I don't want to turn into a cloven animal. So, it's uh, horny goat weed is used for weak back, knees, joint pain, osteoarthritis, mental and physical fatigue, memory loss, high blood pressure, heart disease, bronchitis, liver disease, HIV, AIDS, polio. Yeah, pretty much horny goat weed is good for everything, dude, except making goats horny. Some men do. Wait a minute. Some men do uh use horny goat weed for sexual performance problems, including erectile dysfunction and involuntary ejaculation. It's also used to increase sexual desire. I think most of that's probably mental. That you take something yeah, called horny goat weed, you're probably going to get a boner. Any, any like, quote-unquote herbal remedy you look up online is good, basically going to solve every problem you have, I think. And I love the fact that you can just put on there, not if not evaluated by the FDA. It's like the ultimate disclaimer. Right, yeah. But Now, why FDA, wouldn't McDonald's I mean, just put that on like a Big Mac? It's not about food and drug administration. Well, I think uh, McDonald's is evaluated by the FDA. That's why they're forced to put like calories right. and shit on their menu. I don't see them doing any of that voluntarily. No, you know what I was disappointed to find is uh, we have we we only have two fast food restaurants here in this town. We have Pizza Hut. I don't count that as a fast food restaurant um, because they don't have a buffet. Not not at ours. But we have McDonald's, we have Sonic. And Sonic is, in terms of quality, leaps and bounds way fucking better than McDonald's. What I was sad to find out, I was comparing the menus one day, and it turns out that even though McDonald's food is quite a bit shittier in terms of just like the experience you have eating it, it's way healthier. Like the the Sonic double bacon cheeseburger or whatever <laughs> had like 3,000 calories right. and like 110% of your fucking carbs. But the uh, the McDonald's equivalent only had a, a fraction of that. You know, and so I, yeah, I, I had McDonald's the other day and uh, yeah, it was terrible, dude. It was just it was fucking terrible. You know what's crazy I mean, about that, though? Is that the, the reasoning being that when you go to Sonic... They're giving you, like, a full-sized portion of hamburger, like you would make it at home. If you were going to have a double fucking right. bacon cheeseburger, probably something you would never, ever make at home, right? I mean, I right. can't I can't remember a time where I ever have put two patties on a hamburger that I made at home. Have you ever done that? Uh, no, no, but you're definitely right that the Sonic hamburger seems like a real fucking hamburger. It's like a Whataburger hamburger. He's like a real right, hamburger. It's a real you went size. to a sit-down restaurant and got a burger, that's what you'd get. The McDonald's burger, I guess it's better for you because the, the hamburger patty, patty is literally like as thin as a fucking dime. There's like nothing to it. Right. Absolutely nothing. It's all bread and thousand island dressing, and that's it. Somehow they can manage to ruin, uh, you know, and this is me. I, what I need to do when I go to McDonald's is be more forceful and, like, say I want my cheeseburger with no pickles. But it seems to me like you feel like you're putting them out if you do that because you know that they're going to have to special make some hamburger. But every time 
I get a hamburger right from McDonald's, I always take the pickles off, but somehow there's a pickle that always kind of sneaks through and ruins the whole fucking hamburger for me. It's like they got some hidden pickle on there that I never find. It's like under the cheese or something. <laughs> well, it's, it's because that hamburger's been sitting under a heat lamp for 40 minutes, <laughs> right. so the pickle has, like, absorbed itself into the meat. Into the bun. The cheese. How can a bun be so soggy on the inside, yet hard and crusty on the very skin of it? <laughs> I'll never understand that. I had a Wendy's chicken sandwich the other day, and of course... I said easy mayo, and I think that forced them to put extra mayo on it, probably. But um, oh, sure. somehow the bun tasted like it had been sitting in the back window of my car for like a week. This was all like hard <laughs> on the end, and then like somehow mushy on the other end. Like they got it out of a <laughs> mop bucket. <laughs> it's probably been sitting around, dude. Somebody probably they made that for somebody else who didn't want light mayonnaise, so they're like, "Oh, let's put it on the shelf." Somebody will want light mayonnaise eventually. Right, you're probably right. Unfortunately, because I'm thinking they got all these racks of bread sitting outside. Like I guess they just got their bread delivery or something. And I was thinking to myself, with all that fresh bread, how old must that piece of bread be that I was eating? It was probably like ten days old or something. That's not even real bread, dude. They have this racket where they pull up a truck full of fake bread and just have it sit there oh, yeah. for like half the day. Right. No so you think, oh, they're getting fresh stuff in. Right. You're, you're genius because that's probably what they're doing. They're probably all plastic in there, and they're like, oh, man, I got your juice in time. They have fresh bread this week. Right. They get their bread in a can. They're like, no, we got bread in a can. <laughs> bread in a can. Pour it into the mold. You, you see them loading the fresh bread, and you're like, oh, you got fresh bread today? And they're like, yeah, we got fresh bread today, but we're going to use it in two weeks. <laughs> see, that's what I was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking when I was eating the end of that sandwich that was all crusty and hard on the end. was like, this fucking, they got a whole bunch of fucking buns out there that are fresh, and instead of giving me a fresh bun today, they're like, yeah, we're <laughs> using uh, the stuff we got in fresh two weeks ago. And they're trying to get the food costs down. They store all the fresh bread on the roof. It's like, yeah, we just put it up on the roof. They don't have to. They just leave it out by the back door. They're like, I don't know why we didn't have any fresh bread this morning, but we surely have a a group of raccoons that have moved into the dumpster since we're leaving (laughs) our bread outside in the sun all day. You know what? Here's another thing. Look, McDonald's, like, turned their whole Hmm. fucking business around by offering... Uh, breakfast all day long any fucking yeah. stoner could have told you you know what all you need to do is office fuck offer breakfast all day long and you'll you'll fucking make a ton of money i mean i could have told you that in like 1985 that they needed breakfast oh, all yeah. day it's a no-brainer how did it take them that long to figure that out and what's crazy is other restaurants did it before them many many fast food <laughs> restaurants I, I think jack in the box did uh, Burger King dead? I don't know how many times I must have been to McDonald's at like 1031. And they're like, nope, can't do it. Can't can't get you the hash browns and the, the sandwich. You know, like the fryer had like changed. Sorry, we changed the basket from the basket that holds the hash browns to the basket that only holds fries. I mean, you know, what, I, was, somebody, what was their thinking? 
somebody asked on Reddit, before McDonald's made that change, somebody asked on Reddit, why is it? And they asked the, the food subreddit or the restaurant subreddit, so they're asking, you know, people in the know, like, why can't McDonald's serve breakfast all fucking day? You know, why does it have to stop at 1030? And the, the person who answered was uh, a McDonald's employee, and he said that it's because the food, the FDA or the food whatever, the people in charge of that shit, there's a, a different sanitation level involved whenever you switch from breakfast to lunch because there's salmonella in the eggs and the raw bacon and stuff. And so they're like, unless you have two completely dedicated workstations set up, you can't do it. And they've always thought that it was cost-effective instead to just cut off breakfast, clean the existing stuff, and then start cooking lunch. But I don't believe that. That doesn't really make a, a lot of sense to me because how different can raw eggs be with salmonella compared beef. to raw beef, right, that has like E. coli or whatever in it? I mean, it's, it's fucking stupid. Here's I mean, a maybe thought. you don't want to contaminate flavors, but... Uh, Here's a thought. Hey, how about adhering to the most stringent level of cleanliness, whether you're cooking breakfast or lunch? Why? I mean, why be like, okay, we're into the lunch shift now. Go ahead and scale back the sanitation because we don't. No. Now we don't really care about food no, no cross contamination. That's why whenever the lunch shift starts, they let fourteen people go because they're like, you guys were cleaning stuff. Get out. We don't need you anymore. Right. We're cooking beef now. The law is not making it on the floor. Here's another thing that I got that disappointed me at McDonald's the other day. First of all, it disappointed me to find out that a large order of fries is three dollars and like fifteen cents, which is fucking amazing. That's an amazing cost to me for an order of fries. But then to get said order of fries, right, large fry. I was particularly stoned this day when I was uh, when I was eating, and I'm like, I want a large fries. That just sounds so fucking good to me right now. So I get the large fry container, right? And it's got the same amount mm-hmm. of fries in it as the medium container. So you can see like an inch of like empty <laughs> container above like the order of fries. I mean, you know, yeah. you can do that, like put a napkin or something in the bottom of the container so the french fries like at least look like they're filling up the whole french fry container that oh, I just paid for dollars for. But somehow they were, they like, you know how they have those timers at a McDonald's, like on the, the fryer or whatever, so they're like, you get, you get the peak freshness of your potato? Well, someone t- sure, is taking sure. these out too early, so they're scalding hot, but they're limp. And it was like the most disgusting thing ever. And I thought, I just paid $3 for a half filled thing of disgusting fries. And I was outraged. So I drove through Burger King and got a fresh order of fries there. You know what? You know what? First of all, you're you're well justified in being outraged. Another McDonald's versus Sonic thing, and I'm only saying this because that's the only options I have here, is another reason I don't eat McDonald's more than I do is because all their burgers come in little boxes. And I'm like, I don't want to pick up my fucking burger with my bare hands that have been on the steering wheel, that have touched how many fucking doorknobs. I mean, come on. If you're going to make shit cheap, to be eaten fast. Don't put it in a cardboard, you know, it's like opening right. up the fucking Ark of the Covenant. Give me just a fucking wrapper. And that's and Sonic does that. They just have a wrapper. You tear it. You don't have to ever have to touch your fucking burger. You just shove it in your face and eat it. 
Are you a well, number one or a number two guy at Sonic? Uh, it depends. I'm, I'm either the double cheeseburger or the bacon double cheeseburger. Your your cardiologist must love you. Do you get a nice ham? I would love to see the cardiologist that like sends out like pounds of bacon at uh, at Christmas time. <laughs> Dude, I have Sonic maybe like once every three months. It's not like something I do every day. It's a treat. Whatever. You know, unfortunately, unfortunately, I've, you're lucky that you work from home because working in an office kind of forces you to, like, go out and have fast food for lunch. Maybe that's why they invented, like, the office, so people are forced out to eat, like, three meals a fucking day. Oh, dude. Whenever I started working for uh, FramesDirect.com, we, our Austin offices were in a little farmhouse in Driftwood, Texas. And it was maybe 10 of us in this farmhouse. It was pretty fucking awesome because it was in the middle of nowhere. But the only place you could get to to eat if you didn't bring something was uh, uh, a barbecue place, a really big famous barbecue place there in, in Driftwood, Texas. I gained I, – I, I seriously gained 50 fucking pounds in the six months I worked there. Cause What's we could the name only of that place? Like, Salt Lake. Oh, uh, it's uh, – Damn, what is it called? It's not the Salt Lake? Salt, salt Lake. It's salt, no, it's not Salt Lake, is it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's like the only, for years and years, it was like the only barbecue place in like in Texas that was on any kind of like travel show or anything. And any time I ever went to the yep. Salt Lake, you must have been so lucky. Because I probably went to the Salt Lake like ten times when I lived in fucking Texas. And every time I got there, they were out of anything I would want to eat. Like, they would never have ribs. All I ever got to fucking eat there was sausage, dude. That's all they ever had left by the time I got there was sausage. I, I was convinced That's for a while that they, like, threw out or sold all the good meat and just sold sausage to the idiots like me who showed up late. That's because you went at peak times. Whenever we worked at this place, it was literally five minutes away. It was the deep place to go. The only other place to go to was driving down to Slaughter Lane in Austin, but that was a 20-minute fucking drive. So every fucking day we went to the Salt Lake, and when you're the only people there on a Tuesday, they're fucking loaded up, and they have this oh. huge cavernous fucking right in the middle of the whole thing. Pit. It's ridiculous. And yeah, so I get you know, oh, yeah, give me the plate that has like 14 pounds Creamy. of sausage and the combo. 18 pounds of brisket and some potato salad. It was good though. I mean, no regrets, man. I would you know, gladly put on 50 pounds to do that when, again. When I was, like, 22, we went to the Salt Lick, and, you know, you could bring your own beer into the Salt Lick. We literally, yep. me and, like, six other guys and a couple of chicks, carried a keg into the Salt Lick. I'm sure we're not the first no, people shit. to do that, but it definitely got us a few stairs that night, no doubt. And we stayed there for, like, four <laughs> hours eating sausage and pinto beans because that's all they fucking had, or at least all they were willing to serve us. <laughs> Dude, I, I know you weren't setting up a joke, but that would have been funny if you were crafting it for, like, a stand-up act. If you said, uh, we certainly got a few stairs that morning, dragging in a big keg, I mean. It probably was before noon, unfortunately, Rufus. It probably was. No, because they would have had meat then. I'm telling you, I never went there, and they actually had, like, their ribs and all the shit they were so famous for. It was so disappointing. And you still had to pay like the 18 bucks. Because the Salt Lick is a proud place. 
Yeah, yeah, that's you. Sh- you shouldn't have to pay full price if they don't have everything. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And as a college student, uh, in my mid twenties, of course, you know, I had to do a few extra years, but uh, <laughs> I was I was extremely disappointed. So much so that I had to start selling weed to supplement my income, so I could eventually get my hands on some of that good salt lick barbecue. Oh my goodness! Success story after all. Another success. Another hyperslaw success story. Sorry, I had to take another hit of weed there. For those of, for those of you who wondered what I was doing. So oh, and I just came. I just came. That was sweet. Perfect timing on that. So I would I would like to request, if I may, that you smoke marijuana on Friday night show, if if at all possible. On Friday night show, yeah, absolutely. You mean in addition to the beer that I drink, or like instead of? No, you could you can drink it. I would never deprive a man of his beer. I don't want you to go into full blown shakes while we're on the show. That wouldn't be any fun. Well, see, that's, that's what I'm curious about is the effect. Because I I've not had since you sent me the stuff it without without beer. I'm kinda right. curious about like just having it on its own. It's much more pleasurable, I'll tell you that much. Really? That's why I started just smoking instead of drinking more. Really? You know what? You know what? I, I drink a lot, and I, you know, I, there's no doubt about it. I could easily do a case a day or 18 beers a day. But uh, I just was so fucking tired and felt like shit every morning. I mean, like, literally, yeah. believe it or not, even if you drink 18 beers every night for five years, like I was doing, you still feel like shit in the morning. You really do. You <laughs> You don't get used to it. You don't build you up immunity. You really, you know what? You would think you would, and I was like waiting for that day. I mean, you you don't feel, in in all honesty, you don't feel as shitty as you do if you went out and drank. You didn't drink at all, like, and then drank eighteen beers. That's you know true. What I mean? That's definitely true. Right. You don't. Yeah. That that would definitely be way worse. But you definitely don't feel good. You know what I mean? No. No. Yeah. You're right. That, that's kind of the point where I'm at. I'm, I, I'm really at the point where I'm going to make a choice. Either I just keep drinking the beer, which I'm really I'm still fucking burned out on, or really? make the switch to the weed, which I I think will probably be better. Do, I mean, from my perspective, and I'm, I'm I'm saying this as a guy who drank a shitload of beer, and I mean by shitload, like I said, I could easily do 12 or 18 beers a day, no problem. Then, oh yeah. When I kind of made the switch over, I kind of looked back and go, Jesus Christ, I was drinking a lot of beer, you know, because, and and wasn't, I just was lethargic. You're probably not, yeah. you know what I mean? No, I am. I am. I fake it, but I'm totally lethargic all the goddamn time. <laughs> I fake it. Hey, I can't wait to see this movie that you guys put together. It looks like a... I want to say that maybe you you wrote another dimension into the Star Wars saga. No, it's it's not really a Star Wars thing. I don't want to give up too much, but I'll go ahead and tell you all the details. Uh, it's a short film. I've always wanted to make a short film, and now it's so easy because right, I got like Adobe Premiere and After Effects, like for a thirty day free trial. So the whole film is I'm working on my truck. And I tell Levi to go get me a, a tool, the big screen. Right. I'm just like, go get that. 
And he opens up my toolbox in the shed, and there's a lightsaber. And he's like, oh, my God. So then there's a montage where he's, like, chasing the chickens with a lightsaber and chasing the horses and just zapping whatever. And then he falls and drops it. And I pick it up, and it turns out it's just a screwdriver. And I'm like, you shouldn't be running around with this. So the whole thing is just his imagination. Thanks for filling in the blanks for me. I'm not that much of an idiot, Rufus, but I appreciate you thinking that uh, I didn't understand the concept of your movie at all. It's just marijuana, for God's sake. It's not like I'm on LSD or heroin or something. (laughs) But, but, yeah, I get it. It's his imagination. Thank you. Thank you. That was a stumper. I can't but wait he's also he's also the second son of God, known as Christ too. Okay. And he saves okay. all of mankind. Alright, I'm liking the way forty percent forty percent on all of their purchases at Harp's grocery store. You didn't see that coming. No, I did not. I must admit that one throws me for a loop. But now I know that that means that you must give a tiding of forty percent every time you go to the grocery store. So you can get in touch with God, who then in turn will get in touch with Levi and tell you to bring you the screwdriver. That's right. Thou shalt not save on groceries unless thou givest unto the Lord and you you might get a pretend lightsaber in return. What if Jesus was nothing but like an old-timey televangelist who just was not sincere at all, like totally made shit up? Just to get, I mean, why? I mean, why do we have to accept? I mean, I understand that it's all about faith or whatever, but why can't you think that maybe Jesus was like the ultimate con man? I mean, if you well, hear the story, I, it kind of sounds like a con. Long con, yes, but con nonetheless. You know, comes from a broken family, didn't know his dad. Uh, you know, born of the Virgin Mary. All that, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of it, you know, he rises from the dead after three days. You know, I have to, like, who officially declared him dead, first of all? I want to know. Uh, I don't know, but he wasn't very good at his job. Right, right, exactly. That's a guy that really was in the wrong field, I think. There's there's a movie, the guy who was so lazy that uh, he didn't declare <laughs> Jesus never died. <laughs> The guy was I just so lazy and distracted. He's like, "Yeah, let's put him in the fucking tomb." And There's he a whole long time like, Holy shit. where he got like stunk in a long thing of donkey traffic, and like his donkey like got a thorn <laughs> in his paw, so he's like pulled over on the yeah. side of the highway. He's just like having the worst fucking day ever, and then he gets to work, and, and they're like, "Lay this fucking thing on him," and he's like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> That's awesome. And then Jesus wakes up, and he's just like annoyed because he's like in this tomb and he's like what the fuck man and he gets out and then unbeknownst to him he becomes like a you know the savior to mankind because they misinterpret the fact that right it's all because this guy was so shitty at his job that it it was like a quote unquote miracle we've done it again Yes, we we definitely wrote a skit there if anything like a solid I tell you what it's if we sat down with somebody like Mel Brooks, in 20 minutes, we, we, we'd all be superstars. Not that Mel Brooks isn't, but, but, Dude, but I he think, would take that and enroll. You'd bankroll you know up. Funny is I watched a thing on Mel Brooks not that long ago. It was just like an interview with Mel Brooks. 
And I thought to myself, man, Mel Brooks would get hyper sloth. He understands, yes. you know, his humor is like laugh at things that people don't want to laugh at because, you know, that that's where you get real laughs. People, you know, things that make people uncomfortable. And he's fucking right. spot on. And I think sometimes during the show we make comments that people might think are inflammatory or whatever, but it's just us trying to be funny, but we're just poking fun at society itself and all of its intricacies. I agree. I agree. We're multi-layered. But it's just funny that you said Mel Brooks because I thought, man, Mel Brooks would definitely get fucking hypersloth. Well, I think his humor is, is very similar. On, on the surface, it's very slapsticky and cartoony, but a lot of the jokes he's making, you can right. see, are kind of pinpointed to very specific sort of points of view, you know? You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I see what you're doing. I see it. You are so right about that. I mean, he really is a master in doing that. I mean, you really don't think of – the only other person I can think of is, like, Harold Ramis or somebody who does kind of the same thing. But Harold Ramis, like, mm-hmm. he's more on a subtler note, you know what I mean, without the slapsticky part. Oh, yeah. But it, uh, it, dude, I watched this thing on Mad Magazine. It was called Board Stone – or National Lampoon, right? I don't know if you're yeah. ever seen Board Stone Stupid Dead or something. And it was probably the worst documentary I've ever seen in my life. But it did have some interesting stuff about how all those guys got their start at Second City and shit like that. Just, you know, kind of fucking around being jerk-offs and then becoming, like, super famous for being totally inappropriate. And by them, I mean, like, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Gilda Radner, you know, all the people the Lampoon. Good old days. But this guy called Denny, who founded the Lampoon, has a really, really troubling story. I mean, the guy was like really? a giant success. Then he committed suicide at 34 after riding Fuck. Stripes. Because Stripes really? wasn't as well received as, uh, not Stripes, uh, he wrote and directed Animal House. And then after that, Caddyshack. And Caddyshack supposedly wasn't. It was well-received as he wanted to be, so he committed suicide. That is fucking insane. Holy cow. His name was Denny something. I can't remember his last name. But it's you know what? Look it up. It's actually a pretty interesting story. And just how much this guy accomplished by the time he was 34 was basically insane. Stripes, dude. Stripes was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I wore out that VHS tape. And the VHS tape was the recording of it on TV. On HBO. Right, so you didn't even get to see Man. you didn't see the boobs then. There's boobs and bush in there. That's like, dude, I wore out like that 12 seconds of that tape, fucking hands down. Well, where should I say hands really down? <laughs> hands up and down. <laughs> yes, hands up and down many, many times. <laughs> well, I, I might have wore out the remote The battery in the remote Just rewinding it To any of the ladies that might be listening out there That is a nod towards my sexual prowess Oh my god All right, I gotta run dude I'm about to bust my bladder wide open Alright you know what else happens When you don't drink a ton of beer You don't have to pee every five seconds Yeah this is true but Well of course you're thirsty You know what? You will be snacking more probably, too. But I'm telling you, 
you're right though. It's interesting. It's a totally different buzz because for you, for years, I never pot without drinking. Can I say oh, pot well, on this show? Yeah, you can. I would like to try it. I'm, I'm really. I've, I've never decoupled it from drinking. I'm afraid I, that I'll get way too paranoid and crazy. No, you won't. But I'll tell you what. First thing I would do, honestly, is smoke the commercial stuff, the bricky stuff. If you're gonna yeah. do that, instead of jumping right into the the other shit, because it might make you not paranoid, but it either it might make you really tired too. You never know. Because I've been doing the uh, the GSC, right? The Kush. That's but the only, ones. I, those like, are the ones I grew myself. Really? Yeah, the GSC for sure. That's you know what I meant to send you some seeds in there too, and I totally forgot, Rufus. I apologize. If you find a seed, because there is some seeds in the GSC, you need to keep it. Okay. And cool. I think yeah, there's I think definitely there is. I think there's definitely one. a couple seeds in that super ice grapefruit. And how was that? I've never had that. It's grapefruity and icy. Those are all sativas, most of them, so they shouldn't make you tired at all. I think the Kush is probably the only indica hybrid that you got there. I mean, they're all hybrids. But most of them are more sativa because that's what I prefer. Listen to you, Mr. Science. You're blowing. My, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what? I'm going to have to ask you to take a few hours and peruse your your leafly. I'm not sure if it's leafly or leaf fly. We're going to make that. You know what, dude? We need to work on Bud Buddy stuff because. Yeah, you sent me something today that I, I saw on my phone, but I haven't had a chance to really address yeah, it I think today. Pictures of the new prototype. Oh, cool. So, and I definitely want to get rid of this old stuff because really I'm going to start calling on some of these shops in Michigan now that I've got a license, you know, I'm getting a, a license and whatnot for the weed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start selling these fuckers door to door if I have to. I don't care. This shit's getting off the <laughs> fucking ground. So we really need to, one of the things I want to offer, dude, is we're going to put their store, like locations on our website. I want that to be like a selling feature, so when I hit a store, I can say, hey, look, you know what? We're actually going to do some advertising for you, too, because, oh, I, you know what I sent you was some posters that I made, some Bud Buddy ads. They're rough, but I'm going to, when I hand, when I go these places door to door, I'm going to hand them like a, a small poster to put up. Yeah. And, and so I just kind of try to come up with some creative posters, but I couldn't think of any good fucking things to put at the top, to be honest with you. So I was thinking if okay, you have any well, inspirational weed quotes you could think of or even elaborate on some of the ones that I came up with, uh, I would appreciate it. And I'll some direction on the overall sure. tone of the of the ad. So please look at that when we get off the air here. So I will let you pee, but I want you to look at those. And you know what? Like I said, it's rough. I'm going to change around the Bud Buddy picture in the corner and stuff. But uh, I just want you to get a look at it, see what you think. All right. Well, I'll check it out. I'm, uh, of course I'll check it out. Well, okay. I'm just telling you that's what I sent you on the phone. All right, folks. Uh, that's it for this episode of the Hypersloth Happy Hour. This is Zigzag. And Rufus. And I'm going to give it a Hypersloth Howl. You know what? I'm going to stop announcing I'm going to give it a Hypersloth Howl from now on. I'm just going to do it. Because when I announce that I'm going to do it, I think it kind of takes the, the fun out of it. That's a good move. I, I hadn't really thought of it until you said that. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just, so we'll just tonight, into it. I'm not going to do the Hypersloth Howl tonight. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to forego the Hypersloth Howl <laughs> until next week's show when I don't announce that I'm going to do it. 
That's right. Tune in. Tune next in week. to hear me do the Hypersoft Howl at the end of next week's show. Let me give you <laughs> a preview. Right. Arr, arr, arr. There's a preview of next week's uh, show. Oh, not, not, not ellipses. That's right. Tune in. All right, Rufus. I will talk to you soon. Check over those ads, and let's get uh, 420 Products USA off the ground and floating. Adios, I folks. Shall. Boy, it, it's hard not to do the howl right now, but it, I, I'm going to be on board. We'll save it for next episode. Tune in to hear the howl. Right. Uh, you know what? I don't know if I'll be able to sleep if I don't do the howl. <laughs> Go out in your backyard and just do it. At the top of your lungs like a wild animal. You know what, dude? I'm hooked. Hey, check out that howl in, uh, is it in Beer's Food? Uh, yeah, it is Beer's Food. <laughs> All right. Check out, you know what? I'm going to play Beer's Food on the way out so people can hear the howl if you're listening to us uh, in the VIP right now. All right, Rufus, I'll talk to you, you soon, bro. Adios. Right on, man. Later. Later. Here's Beer's Food by Hypersloth. Keep your ears on because I want you to listen closely for the Hypersloth howl. And if you tell me when it happens in the show, email us at... Uh, Zigzag at hypersloth.me or Rufus at hypersloth.me. Uh, we'll give you free copies of our song and a T-shirt of your choosing from our T-shirt site. So check it out. This is Beer's Food.
Can't let this show go, so I'm going to hit you with a little farmer song. That's right, check it. Oh no, because the farming is my mind. 